paper was followed by the snapping removal of latex gloves. Dr. Monroe said, You sure you don't want a painkiller, Colt? That local anesthetic will wear off in another two hours. I'll be fine. I thought you'd say that. She patted him on the shoulder. I'll swing by tomorrow to check on you to make sure there's no infection. Wasn't that what the tetanus shot was for? No. The only reason I'm not admitting you to the hospital is because of the delicate nature of the wound's location. The gossip mongers in this town would have a field day with this incident, especially in light of your previous reputation, so I understand why your brother thought it'd be best if you were treated here. Her eyes narrowed. That said, if you feel feverish and uncommonly sore at any time in the next twelve hours, you'd better get this butt to the ER. Pronto. India said, What does he do now? Sleep. As much sleep as he can get. Motrin every six hours, if he'll take it. Dr. Monroe stood and fastened the metal clasp on her black medical bag. She said in a low voice, I'm going to suggest you leave him be, India. Is there someone else who can keep an eye on him? What? He's in my guest room. I know, but you seem to agitate him, and he needs to rest. Heat scorched her cheeks. Damn it. She wasn't completely inept when it came to caring for another person. She could do this Florence Nightingale shit. Cam McKay ambled over. After I drop the doc off, I can come back and watch him tonight, if you'd like. Stop whispering. I'm right here in the room. Colt snapped. India and Cam exchanged a look. When Colt attempted to lift up off the mattress, Cam put his hand in the middle of Colt's back and gently held him down. Whoa, take it easy. Yeah, I wouldn't want to agitate you any more than I already have, India retorted sweetly. Colt locked his gaze to hers. She withheld a shiver at the command in the dark blue depths. India stays. She's the one who went all psycho carpenter on my ass. She can damn well take care of me. He flashed her a smile, reminiscent of a shark about to bite. I sort of like the idea of you playing fetch and carry for me, sugar. I'll bet you do. Now that it's settled, we're off. Cam set Colt's cell phone within reach. I'll check on you later. To India, he said, You need anything, call my cell, not the station. Okay? Okay. She followed Cam and Doc Monroe down the staircase that opened into the back parking lot. She slid the deadbolt on the door and flipped the lock. Man, what a wacky night. India sucked in a deep breath to quell her sudden bout of nerves. It didn't make sense, she was jumpy. She'd been alone with Colt McKay hundreds of times in the last three years. But not after you shot him in the butt. The whole thing bordered on surreal. Three guys had stumbled in, demanding matching tattoos. She'd told them to leave, pointing to the sign she didn't ink anyone under the influence. After sweet-talking her didn't work, they'd become belligerent. India had dealt with enough drunks she took it in stride when they threatened her with macho bullshit.
as if that Neanderthal behavior would somehow get her to change her mind. Please. She'd just about convinced them to leave when Colt and Cameron burst in. Colt's hostile posture was bad enough, but Cam had just gotten off duty with the Crook County Sheriff's Department and still wore his uniform and his sidearm. The guys panicked and ran out the back door, knocking over a makeshift sawhorse table loaded with tools. Cam gave chase, as well as a prosthetic-wearing cop could. In the melee, Colt bent over to pick up the tools, and India grabbed the big framing nail gun. As she was trying to avoid stepping on screws scattered like tacks, she tripped over the compressor hose and fell, right into Colt. More specifically, right into Colt's butt. Upon contact with a solid surface, the nail gun's trigger mechanism released a three-inch screw.